Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 229. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Miguel Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks. Dot com buy my album turner sparks live from the friars club i will sign it and send it to you if you buy it on my website how about Ooh. that personal signature by uh i mean follow kaplan i don't think he's got anything to sell follow kaplan on all social media platforms at cap in america k-a-p cap in america this show is it lost in america pod on all social media platforms kaplan on the show today we have jaime ferraro back from Peru to update us on what's going on with their presidential elections, which have gone out of control. As far as I can tell, we remember this is our third Peru episode we've done in the past six months. It's our, I didn't know when we start off with this format, the Peru, I went to predict it would be like our go-to country. One of our favorites. Go where the news is. You go where the news brings you. You go where the talent is and you go where the audience is. And we're three for three on all of those. Exactly. We were number one in Peru, right? I mean, we this is one of our, and we did this, we did an episode 221. It was our last time we did an episode in Peru. So go back and listen later. And there we discussed the elections that they were having and we, I'm sure we nailed it, right? We got it all right. We, we predicted who was going to win. So we're going to, Jaime's going to update us. Tell us how we did. Well, they're down to the final two candidates now. I'm sure so they're two not people over. we talked about. <laughs> the first thing we need to teach Cap, it's not over yet. So there is no winner, but yeah, 
we, we, we highlighted, we previewed all the 10 people along with a bunch of other stuff we talked about. And if you go even further back, do you remember the first time we talked about Peru? It was because they had three presidents in five days. A lot of it's, impeachment. It's a big that, popular that, thing to do. That was the headline we liked. So we jumped <laughs> into that. So now we're going to yeah. find out who's, I, we, there's a president now. I want to know if he's uh, still there or what's going on. <laughs> but before we get to all that, Kaplan, yeah. the way to support this show patreon.com slash lost in America. We're giving you this show for free every single week. So give us something. How about scratch our back a little bit? Don't just I mean, sit there and take, take, take. It's time to give. As you said, I'm not selling anything. I got no CDs to autograph and go to the mail and mail to you, but I do have this Patreon show. This yes. is my, this is my, this is my heart, my soul, Kaplan my guts. will autograph your laptop if you send it to him. <laughs> I will send you my, la- yeah, exactly. But this show is, this is it. This is my entire income right now. I'm on the dole. So <laughs> support me, support me uh, with some Patreon money. Yeah. You know? Kaplan's relying I, currently I, on I, government I, subsidies, <laughs> government subsidies, which is and, frankly and it's embarrassing. So we need to get <laughs> really, we need to fit. We need to get a bigger number because right we now we're not, we don't have enough. So what we do, uh, we're at $352 a month, but here's forget Kaplan on, you know, government Money. food stamps. And I, got, I got a family to feed. I've got a dog. With There's bread dog lines with in Long Island City right my now. My dog needs physical therapy. It's an expensive life here. Come on. You got vac- more vacations to go on. You can't always here. go to Florida. You know, at some time you want to go Central America. You want to well, go around th- the world. You I can't do that Florida. on $350 a month. Yeah, I like to go where the Corona hotspots are. And that's a lot of places so around the world. Give now, so. Kaplan money India. because those government, that government welfare doesn't pay for, it pays for a few trips to Florida, not a lot. Yeah. So it's give me money and Turner as well. A little give his children a childhood. Give them a childhood. Please. Jeez. <laughs> we need that that music for like those uh, infomercials when yes. like a dying dog. Yes, the state's paying for them to go to Orlando Disney World, but not Disneyland. Not, Dis- not, not Epcot. Not- not uh, Tokyo, not, Disney. I need the, we need the photo pass. Not Hong Kong. <laughs> so yeah, sponsor a struggling podcaster. Play the music. <laughs> In the eyes. <laughs> and here's a bigger reason why. is because we're at $352 a month right now. We've yeah. said from day one, if we get to $400 a month, and thank God we haven't gotten there yet, but if we get to $400 a month, we're throwing a once-a-year party in New York City for all of our Patreon subscribers, and we announced we're doing it at the Friars Club. I'm a big cheese over there. You're a member over I'm a, there. I'm a small cheese over there. So yeah, yeah, we're throwing a party. So how about that? So you can come to our party for five dollars for five dollars a month. You get invited <laughs> you to get a party to go to one party. Club. I mean, there you go. You got a party invite for the year. Get your social calendar out. So what's that? Times twelve. Sixty dollars a year. That's a cheap cover charge for a party at the Friars. We'll Club. spend a hundred bucks in you. I'm sure Kaplan probably will. Have at- we crunched the numbers on this plan? <laughs> yeah, this is a bad plan. It's not well thought out. <laughs> Anyway, cap. But, but we've so got anyway, other financial plans. Couple. Well, we have other ideas. We currently have an NFT we're selling, and we got to get through this quick because this is going long. But it not and we, our podcast we did with Ari Shafir a couple of weeks ago. We've turned into a non fungible token, which sounds like a scam because it is. But you can buy it from us for. I think for like a dollar right now. Right now, it's you have to pay in Ethereum, I believe. So you get to feel fancy. And yeah, it's like about a dollar right now. The open it. We've had 110 people look at this and we've had no bids. Now we assume everybody is waiting to the last minute to start making their bids. 
Yeah. But get in and now. If you're, you know, if you're Jan Kaplan, if you're Gary Sparks, if you're Myrna Sparks, if you're Dr. Bob Kaplan, if you're listening right now and you're confused as to what this means, it's not for you. Don't worry about it. Let the younger people buy our NFTs because they like to give away money more than you do. Yeah. And if you're one of these deadbeats who refuses to support us on Patreon, you can, you can, you can help us out this way. Own a piece of history, piece of podcasting history, own a non- Fungible token. Is that what it is? Did I get the name right? <laughs> Something right? like that. National football token. It's the first ever <laughs> podcast that we know about that is now selling itself as a token. Yeah. And to do it, so everyone, you go to opencsea.io. That's the website. How about you, this? I'll put a link on Lost we'll in America link, pod. Type in Lost in America too. We're trying to help people find <laughs> it. So, all right. That's, and we ran, I wanted to read, you know, this guy, Sean from Twitter gave us a, a great yeah. review. Thank you, I'm going to read it real quick because this oh. is another way. Leave us an iTunes review if you like the show. We got one, Sean from Twitter. He goes by uh, Top Entertainment. He says, five stars. Love this podcast. Amazing comedy. Brutal, brutally honest, which makes it even more funny. I, are we brutally honest? Sometimes we lie. <laughs> we brutal. It sounds honest though. When you lie in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> We're not always honest. Anyway, if you enjoy learning about what happens overseas outside of the USA, take a listen. Thanks a lot, Sean from Twitter. Everybody leave us a review. We'll read it on the the show. Now, let's get to today. We're talking about the Peruvian election. What I know is that they're down to two candidates. One is... um, Oh, man, I forget her first name, but her last name is Fujimori, and she's the daughter... Kiko, Kiko. Kiko Fujimori, she's the daughter of, she, she's a senator, but she's also the daughter of the former president who went to prison for a long time for president murder. president for a long time, we talked about. He was a yeah, he's a murderer, he's yeah. a kidnapping. They've um, got a, a political philosophy named after him, though. He's been around a long time. He's a Yeah, so, so she's on, she's a- the Ivanka of a- She's a disciple of him. She's also very right-wing. And she's Japanese-Peruvian, which I want to get into. And on the other side, so it's down to her super right-wing, the other- Far left wing guy. His name is Castillo, right? Something Pedro ca- Castillo, I believe. Pedro Castillo. And what no. I know about him is that he wants to take seventy percent of all the private business, private businesses' money. Yeah, he wants seventy percent of it for the government. That's and a lot of people say that sounds like a little much. <laughs> okay, so he's on the far left side. She's on the far right side. Cap, what do you know? And he's had a very meteoric rise because when we did this pod last time, we talked about a lot of people. I don't believe we ever mentioned this guy. Pistillo. I did not ring a bell. If he told me who he was yesterday, I would have thought he was like a, a minor league prospect for the Phillies. I never heard the name, but now he's a shortstop. He, he's a shortstop. We got him. But now he's uh, apparently going to be the next president. He's the leader. He's he had the most votes in the original election before they went to the runoff. And because they're not a country, I guess, that forms a coalition like a parliament. You can't keep the whack job from taking office if he's got the most votes, I think. So he got 18 percent of the yeah. votes, which was the most. It's the most. So it sounds so anyway, like he's the future president. We got to find Jaime out is going to clear this all up for us. Who's going to win? Why they only have why these are the only two options left. What happened there? Jaime Ferraro. You know him from the El Podcast de Jaime Ferraro. You can Ooh, listen to man. it on iTunes, <laughs> on Spotify, everywhere they have podcasts. Also, he was telling us off air after he did our episode last time, he went viral. So now he's a viral. He's big on TikTok. He's big on Instagram. Jaime Ferrar, welcome back so to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. I'm oh. glad to be here letting you um, 
letting, letting you into the uh, terrible experience of being Peruvian and interested in politics. <laughs> <laughs> and you're coming to us. Are you in Lima? If, if for everyone watching on YouTube, not watching on YouTube, it's a great That's a real right backdrop. Now. Real background. We're on Twitch. Oh, yeah. I am in Lima. Yeah. This is the, the, I, I live in Lima, which is the, the biggest city in Peru. And it's where we, there's almost one third of the population live in Lima. And um, what you were saying about the election is mostly mostly right. You got pretty close, but yeah, uh, we're in a pretty uh, tough situation right now. So uh, just between the the lesser of two evils, it's just that it's not even clear who is that. Yeah. So how did this happen that you only got left with a far left wing candidate? who wants to you know, basically almost uh, close to a communist. Some say is a communist. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, you got this daughter of a, a murdered possible authoritarian dictator who got kicked out of the country. And she has the same tendencies. Maybe she's not a murderer, but she yeah. has said she will pardon him. <laughs> I believe she'll pardon her father if she wins. And she thinks authoritarianism is kind of good, she said. Oh, yeah. So how, yeah. how did you get left with only these two options? Yeah, where did it go wrong? Uh, the, the, the thing is that uh, our um, electoral system is pretty messed up. So basically what happened is that um, if you want to win in the first round, you got to get more than 50% of the votes. I mean, if, if Castillo had gone up to 50%, he would have won in the first round. But he only got to 18 and Keiko Fujimori, she got to 14 or something. And she beat the two, the next two um, candidates for, by like one percentual point. So basically they throw those two into the second round. But if you see like from 25 million people who are eligible to vote, Castillo has like 3 million votes and Keiko has like two and a half million votes, something like that. So it's basically... Uh, our, our system forces us to choose between people that we don't want to choose from. You know, it's like wh whomever uh, of those wins, nine out of 10 people wouldn't have voted for them in the first round. You know? Yeah. So they are going to have a pretty tough time as well because we have 10 parties in parliament, in Congress now, 10 different parties, each one of them with their own interests, you know, and... So they're not going to have a majority that supports any of the things they want to do. That's kind of what happened with our last presidents. That, that's why we had two, you know, three presidents in a week. Because basically, if you, they don't like you, they just throw you off. You. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it's become easier and easier to do that. And if you have a president with such low uh, support, well, that's even easier to do now. So the thing with Castillo is it, it was it was kind of a surprise it's not the first time that it happens in peru that uh, that what they call the outsider is like a person who is completely outside of the political uh, environment comes out of nowhere and just climbs up in and gets to the second round in a week remember you don't need that much of a, a percentage to get into the second round basically 10 percent would have could, could have gotten you there so he got in as uh, being first and and Keiko a second with only fourteen, so it, it was it was a gamble. So yeah, and he made, he came out of nowhere and he stole all most of the votes from the uh, uh, left uh, centered left. That was the other left left wing party that people thought that could have done something. They got stuck at around ten percent, 
And they're like the progressive ones, you know, that the one that has like identity politics and feminism and stuff like that. And this is like the old left wing, old left wing, like communist, um, bring everything to Peru, um, nationalize the foreign um, companies. That's that's what they have on their original plan. That's but Castillo. Now, that's Castillo. Yeah, he's that's not Castillo. the identity politics guy. He's he's old. School. Not at he's, all. He's, he's the he's opposite, right? Yeah. He's evangelical. So he's oh, a uh, he's a religious he's homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and he so. says like women are not. I mean, he hasn't said much. That's that's kind of the thing. But that's where he comes from. And he he has a guy on his side, which is called who is called Vladimir Serron, who is the founder of the party he run with. Okay. This guy has not, he doesn't, he's not the vice president. He's not, he doesn't have any, any place in government, but he's the owner of the party who is Pedro Castillo is running on. So when he, um, he, when he um, uh, begun, you know, when he started the party, he came up with a bunch of ideas in a, in a, like an idea book. Like Does Vladimir Serrano started the party? Yeah, uh, Vladimir Serron. When he started the party, he came out with a, like a book of ideas, and that th- that's that's where all these ideas are coming from. Like uh, make this country like North Korea or Venezuela, uh, make it like um, most of um, all the enterprises and companies must be local. Um, uh, he wants to abolish the con- change the constitution, change like the, the main constitutional um, uh, tribune, which is like um, the three or four judges that decide. You know, if something sticks to the constitution or not, they are like the last word. So uh, he so wants to dissolve that. <laughs> where yeah. did uh? So yeah, I mean, it's wild. But how did Castillo? From what I read, he's a school teacher, right? Yeah. In a, in the countryside, way out somewhere, not in the big cities, but in the village. Yeah. And how did a school teacher from the village all of a sudden become not only a politician but a one successful enough to get? Even though it's only eighteen percent, he got more than anyone else got. How did that happen? No, and he's he's uh, at about forty percent right now in the uh, polls. polls. Wow. The okay. So how 40, did that? Ha- he has a twenty point lead. Um, the Where did he come um, from? He's not only a teacher because he is a teacher from a city from the Andes, but he's also um, like a syndicate. Um, um, He's on the on the teacher syndicate, and he's been the head of that for a while. Oh, the, the union, union. So, the teachers' of union. A union, exactly. Oh, from the I'm union. out on this so, guy, by the way. <laughs> so it's not like he has no political experience. Also, he's been like uh, enrolled for 12 years in the party of Alejandro Toledo, which was our president from 2001 to 2006, and he's very right wing. Ah, okay. So he's so not. He's, he didn't come out of nowhere. He's he was right wing in politics. No, they so never do. Teachers' union. But this Vladimir Serone, why didn't he run for this party he founded? Or he because <laughs> he, he's been convicted for for stealing money. He he was like a governor of a region of Peru, and he was very dirty, and um, so he took money, and they sent him to jail for four years. And in Peru, oh. if your sentence is under four years, you don't go to jail. <laughs> what? So it's nothing. I mean, no, you stay. I mean, you you can't go out of the country. You pay fines. I mean, and and you Wait, are what? if it's under a four year country. sentence. Yeah, you don't go. They only what? believe in law. They go deep. Only they only go deep. Throw the ball. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If it's un, if you if you get convicted under four years, you nothing happened. You you just pay your way out of it. You pay a fine. No, you, you don't. Pay, you don't even have to pay. I mean, it's like 
I mean, the judge, the judge can decide. I mean, if you're getting four years for a big crime, which is not usually the case because uh, it's usually like higher sentences for that. If, if like if it's for like stealing money or uh, maybe I don't know, um, saying something which is not true about someone, something that they can convict you to four years or three years or two years, you don't actually go to jail, but you are you do have that on your record. You pay a fine. You gotta go and. Sign. It's, it's like, like having a, it's like a parking ticket it's like in America. If you park in the wrong spot, you got to pay Something a fine, like but that's about it. So, yeah, he was convicted to four years, so he was going to go to jail. And no, then something just... happened, and some judge changed the sentence, and he, he, they changed it to three years, nine months. So, oh, um, nice little bribery there. Because I, um, I, I, look, I looked for him, and on Wikipedia, you click on him, he doesn't even have a page, this guy. So who's this captain? Who are we talking about? Vladimir Sarone, the guy who founded the party. I was asking why he didn't founded Castillo's party. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, he's so a, he's um, the can I ask this? Why it seems like the root of this problem is that the idea that we're changing. I want to start with the changing politic, uh, changing president so often, and then we'll get into the details of each one of these candidates. But mm-hmm. if we're changing so often, it seems like the root problem is that no one can get fifty percent or more approval. And is it because there's, we've talked about this, I know before, but there's too many people running, right? Yeah, so we had 18 the, candidates. On 18 the last, candidates for on president. The first, on the first round, we had 80, 18 candidates. And they all have some amount. And no, support. like we, we might have 18 candidates or 12, but at some point they either drop out or they go, they'll drop out they and endorse. support yeah. someone else. That doesn't you, happen in Peru. No, you guys, when you usually have like 18 candidates, you have them, you have them uh, within each of the parties, right? So you yes. have a primary and then they get eliminated and the party ch- uh, chooses to one. But yes. these are all guys coming from different parties. Ah. So 18 parties. Oh, yeah. 18 <laughs> and parties. they don't operate like a, like the um, parliamentary system in the UK. No. Where they, as Kaplan said earlier, they trade favors and coalition so no, like a Israel or something. It's all or nothing. Exactly. It used to be like that some way back when Peru was just trying to, you know, look like a real country. So basically, <laughs> in the end, uh, the, the fighting got so nasty that they said, screw it. They, it just, yeah, they blew everything away. I mean, it's like it, it's like sometimes you can think something is the best for your country. Another person could disagree and you can work out a solution. Right. Yes. But the thing that then you have like a, a guy who's convicted for murder and then you have like a drug dealer and then you have like a guy who's getting money from universities. And then, so it's a whole bunch of like um, mobs, you know, yeah. just fight. I was going to say, yeah, that this sounds like mob, mob movies in the night or mob in the 19, whatever in the in yeah, New York city. In the old days. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. And the oldest one of those, which is still uh, running is the one with Keiko Fujimori, you know? Yes. The oldest mob. So, so it's kind of funny now because, uh, like, funny in, in a sad way, but it's uh, funny. Not funny, but you got right-wing people uh, saying like um, that in order to save democracy, you got to vote for Fujimori, which is like, come on. Well, you know, she, her father was a was a. I think some people would say a dictator. At yeah, minimum, well, people would say there's a great great quote from her I found about her father where she says. Her father was not a dictatorship, despite some moments of authoritarian th- authoritarianism. So she said he did have moments of authoritarianism, but he was not a dictator. So yep. at minimum, 
his own daughter says he was authoritarian. And I think a lot of people would say he was a dictator. And now that's, and he stayed for 10 years, right? 1990 uh -huh. to the year 2000. And the worry is that if she gets into office, she has the same tendencies as her father. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not only the thing that she could stay in power, which is, I believe that whomever gets into power in the next five years, it's going to have a pretty hard time lasting those five years. I mean, because we're, we're asking them, are you going to leave when your term ends? But I don't think they're going to even out, be able to out, to to stay for the, the whole term. Because I mean, they'll get impeached, right? There's no... <laughs> probably, yeah. They're probably going to get impeached because they have this uh, parliament, which is against them. Uh, and they're not going to be popular. Whomever of them wins, they're not going to be popular. So like in a month or two, if they do something, which uh, Congress believes is, due, is um, uh, worthy of impeachment, they're going to go for it. And no one's going to go out and defend them like they did with Biscarra at that point. It's going to be like, okay. Marching. Yeah, <laughs> everyone marched last yeah. year for Biscarra. So what do they need? What does Congress need to be able to impeach someone? Like how many, what percentage of Congress needs to vote to impeach? 88 votes. They only 88 eight out votes. of 130? Uh, yeah. So okay. it's pretty easy. I mean, and which... Well, that sounds like a lot. In America, that would be a lot because we yeah. only have basically two parties. Two parties. And mm -hmm. they're usually about 50-50. But in a country where you have 13, 14, 15 parties, it's well, it not depends. a lot. And how many does each of these people, these candidates have in Congress in their party? You yeah, know? how uh, many? If, if Castillo, Castillo, if Castillo wins. Castillo's going to have 30. He'll have right. 30. So, so that means he'll 30. have 100 who are not in his. Yeah, exactly. That's and yeah. they only need 88. Yeah. Yeah, so he's so out. <laughs> Cross and him off. If, what about her? Have even fewer than that. Keiko's going to have even fewer than that. And uh, uh, it's just going to have like 20, something else. So what are we even uh, doing? Why even have an election? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, what kind of trap? Over under <laughs> one month. Believe <laughs> me. I just, I don't, I don't even want to vote. I mean, I don't know so, if you guys need a third comedian on your podcast. But I, <laughs> yeah. I need to move. <laughs> You can come up here. It's a good time. The clubs are opening back up. So you can what, join the world's smartest network. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Actually we'll get our Spanish language show going. Yeah. What, um, what, is there any movement in the country? And I keep saying, we'll get to these, the details of these, these uh, candidates, which we will, but is there any movement for people to say, Hey, this system doesn't work. We can't change presidents every six months. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that in the last, 40 or 50 years, every uh, political scientist that has had the chance to speak about this in Peru has said that what we need to do is make the parties stronger so they can have uh, and, and, and make them more clean as well. Basically, we just got to send the criminals to jail, clean the parties and make <laughs> them stronger. But believe it or not, that's, it's so, that's almost impossible because um, there's a whole bunch of people here that when you, when you tell them that, they hear as, as, as if you're just censoring their side. And it says, it's, your side is corrupt, man. I mean, it's like, yeah. if you're supporting Fujimori, I mean, they have to go to jail. But people who support those parties are in like a um, state of, uh, how to say this? It's just that they, they just don't care. I mean, they just assume that the country is always going to be like that. So these, these mobsters are the most efficient. I see. So the idea you know, is... Everybody's well, that that, that everyone's we've had that in our past yeah. in America where people say, Of course, yes, my politician might be dirty, but 
everybody's dirty at some point. I mean, so, not that far in the past. We've had that. Yes. Well, we've had it a couple of times. We had it in the nineties. We had it uh, a few years ago, a few months ago. Yeah. Both sides, both yeah, sides yeah. in the, in the not too distant past have, have rationalized that way. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you something. I mean, like if, if, um, if any of those guys from the U S came here, yeah, they'd all be like the cleanest politician we've ever had. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I Trump, mean, that's a so, challenge. <laughs> let's start at Fujimori, uh, yeah. the, the senior, because I just want to lay out where the daughter is coming from here. The yeah. senior mm-hmm. is literally, um, he got arrested. In, he, he ruled from 1990 to 2000. He wow. got arrested in 2007. He fled the country and then he went to Chile in 2006 or seven and they caught him and arrested him. And he was tried, not just, he, yes, he was tried on, bri- on bribery or some type of money laundering or something, oh, yeah. but murder, murder, murder and kidnapping. It was the case that they gave him. <laughs> and kidnapping. I get it if it's a white collar crime, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, but murder and kidnapping, my gosh. Murder and kidnapping are more than four years, correct? So you do go to jail for this. <laughs> 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's above four years. So. He had 25 years. He got 25 years for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, uh, and he only got sentenced for those two crimes because those are the ones they uh, evaluated in Chile. And since he got ex- extradited, when you get extradited, you can only be judged by the uh, or trialed by, by the same uh, uh, charges they trial. You went for to trial in, in Chile. But he has a whole bunch of other things that he has done. I mean, basically, for for example, the the argument if uh, if when Fujimori ruled was a dictatorship or if it wasn't, it's just basically because in order to have a dictatorship, you have to uh, take control of the three powers of the state, which is like the uh, the judicial system, executive, right, the presidency, and Congress. Yeah, Congress. But and he didn't do the other two, but he he bought them. I mean, he. He, he, he had all the uh, the judges in his pocket and he would give money to Congress people to change parties. So he had Congress con- under his control, also the judici- judiciary system under his control. So there's not much of a difference. He was in practice a dictatorship, you know? Yeah. But it's, so- it's not like a military dictatorship, but it was. And and he dealt drugs. He dealt weapons. He sold weapons to the um, Colombian uh, terrorist uh, army. And he's like the one who says, like, we beat terrorism in Peru. And he kind of did. I mean, I'm not arguing with that. But at the same time, he was selling weapons to the terrorists. He outsourced in- it. He exported it. Oh, <laughs> terrorism. yeah. I mean, that guy, he had, I mean, he was just a mobster. He is. I mean, he's he's in jail now. but uh, He's, he's in prison in now, which gets yeah. us to his daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kiko Fujimori. Kiko, I, I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing it correctly. She... One of the things she seems to be running on is that if she wins, she will pardon her father and get him out yeah. of prison, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, She's which a good was, daughter. Can't blame her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the last five years, she was the head of the biggest, I mean, in the, in the last five years, out of the 130 uh, Congress people that we had, her party had th- uh, 73, Okay. And when she went seats went, out of 130. Yeah. yeah, she had 73 and she was supposed to be right wing liberal. OK. And the president that won, Kuczynski, was also right wing liberal. So they were supposed to work together. But in those five years, um, she and, and her group just dedicated themselves to just try to overthrow this guy. So they basically they don't have any principles. They just wow, do whatever power the group. Yeah. So. 
it, so basically, uh, and at, the, at some point, uh, Kuczynski, that other president, he pardoned his uh, her father, and and but but uh, you know when he when he pardoned her father, he did it in a way that he he was protecting himself from being impeached. So he he um he had an agreement with the other uh, with with Fujimori's son with Keiko's brother, and he said like you gave me some votes not to get impeached, and I'll pardon your father, and he did that. So Keiko, which was trying to achieve power, she got caught like with, with her pants down at that moment. It's just like, what? And, and she, so she, she acted against the pardon of her own father at that point. And wow. people don't forget. So she went against her brother then? Yeah. No. And then she, uh, she uh, pursued her brother and her brother was uh, impeached from Congress. He got thrown out of Congress. <laughs> Wait, she got her brother impeached? Yeah. And then she, uh, she opened a, um, like a process. Then she wanted to accuse her brother and uh, and the former president of negotiating under the table, which they did. Wow. <laughs> she's got this, no. Wow. She's this ruthless. Is, this is crazy. Yes, succession. Is. If anybody- <laughs> Yesterday, her brother uh, came out publicly and supported her, her uh, candidacy. And it was like news, you know, and, and yeah. there's a political science from the U.S. called Steve Levitsky. And he was saying, like, man, if your brother supporting you is news you're going to lose yeah <laughs> yeah so, so what um, she's gonna pardon him and people i mean we don't so really wait care. The, the, yeah because the party didn't stick the first time because of that yeah yeah crazy so jaime what is you said she was a or the party she was pr- previously was right-wing liberal what does that mean right-wing liberal uh basically in peru we have like um well, right and left wing, and in within the right wing, we have liberals, and then we have conservatives. We have people, they are both basically pro-market, pro-free market. Okay. Okay. In the economy, but in that right wing, you have people, uh, the smallest group is like, um, I don't know, um, they are in favor of gay marriage. Um, that would be a right wing like, liberal? A right wing liberal, would you, like yeah, a libertarian. Right-wing. Would you call them a neoliberal? We've uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We've, the we've, thing is that neoliberal here is mostly used uh, regarding economy, right? So they are all they all are in agreement with the economy part, but what sets them apart is the the uh, social and social. Civil. It's like a difference between a social conservative and a like and a libertarian. Yeah, because, libertarian in the United a bit, States. A bit, yeah, we a big part of the uh, of those um, uh, uh, right wing uh, conservatives here are are Catholic, are very religious people. And so They're, she is a right wing liberal. She is claimed. she still a right wing liberal or not anymore? She was supposed to be, but when oh. the right, the other right wing liberal won, then she turned into completely uh, into a conservative. Oh, right? so now she's a right wing conservative. She wants yeah, she, to be elected. Well, right so. now she's like the only right, the only face of the right wing. So she's she's trying to be a little bit of everything, and so she she gets. That, that's that's the big. It's problem. an old rule when you try to be a little bit of everything, you're a lot of nothing. Exactly, because <laughs> exactly. she is nothing in the end. I mean, and all and, right. Well, I want to get yeah. to Castillo in just a minute, but before we do, Kaplan, uh, we have an advertise. Well, we I want to talk about our podcast network, the world's smartest podcast network. We have three shows currently. Two of them are on the air, so we have two shows. <laughs> One's uh, in hiatus. We had one is in hiatus. That is Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. She's a stand-up comedian in New York City. She had the Ask a Political Science podcast. She's now, that is on hiatus. She's coming back soon with a brand new podcast. Which, she she told us idea. about. Yeah, we yeah. can't spoil it. 
We're not allowed to say what it is, but she's got a lot of big guests lined up. It's coming yeah. soon. That's the World's Smartest Podcast Network. Andrea Jones-Roy's new show. She's all, she's not only a stand-up comedian, she's a professor at NYU, data science professor. I believe she's like a department chair or something like that. So that's good. Mm, very, and then we smart. have Dr. Andrew Heaton. <laughs> Dr. Heaton. <laughs> he's, he's a doctor of blowhard. Doctor of blowhard. I was going to say that. <laughs> and, and, and his and, show is the... Uh, Let's see the political orphanage, the political orphanage with Andrew Heaton. Yes, he, it's an American political show following the politics of America from someone who is neither a Republican nor a Democrat, but trying to look at it. Um, he doesn't like tribalism. He doesn't like the, the team's aspect of either side. And yes, yeah. exactly. It's a great show. Check that out. Also on the World Smartest Podcast Network, worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. This week, Heaton has on a um, British writer who he's talking to about British versus American concepts of liberty. Liberty. Yes. There are different concepts. And we don't know that we're dummies, but we're going to listen. We're going to learn about it. And the uh, most I know about liberty is that commercial on TV. (laughs) We, we just learned liberty, liberty, liberty. (laughs) I would say we don't even understand what a neoliberal is, but we're going to get to liberty. We're going to listen to that pod and get check out our podcast network, everybody. Uh, It's making some moves. We're growing. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Hi, mate. Okay, back to the show. So we kind of, I think we get what uh, Kiko Fujimori is. She's kind of a assassin for hire. Excuse, pardon the pun. Mm. Um, I don't know if she's yeah, that's, what she is. that's what she is. You but said that because she's, she's a female, but yeah. she's picking. <laughs> she'll adopt whatever whatever political uh, platform she popular. thinks is popular at yeah. the time to try to win. And she's mm-hmm. lost twice in the past. She's run yep. for president twice and lost in 2011, 2016. She's also currently a member of Senate. She also, we should get to this before we move on to Castillo. She also was, it, was she in and out of prison from 2018, 19, 20? She finally got out on May 5th, 2020. Yeah. For, yeah, she's, for? Actually, right? uh, she's not actually in, in, in the Senate now. She was like, a, okay. like two periods ago because she, when she started running for president, she stopped going to the Senate. But yeah, she she was in jail because, um, well, we had this big, um, <laughs> it's funny to say, big political scandal because because that's our reality usually. But uh, but um, there was this big political scandal when where these big construction companies were giving money to all parties, and she 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 received money to fund her campaign, um, and that's why she was put in jail because that was dirty money and. Um, but this this imprisonment she was in was not like she wasn't convicted. They basically put her in prison while she was in trial. It's like when you see those um, trials in, in American uh, TV when they say like, "Are you? Is there a risk, a risk of flight, or can you do something to you know?" Um, right. She yeah. can make bail, so they, they were worried she would take off. It's something off. like that. Something yeah. like that. So she got sent to jail, and she was in there for almost two years. She got out because of the uh, this big um, tribunal of judges said like this 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 is not justice so she has to come out you know and um and she's still being processed which is something that has never happened because if she wins I yeah. mean the process yeah. is still on so we're gonna have the president on trial for something that happened before that was she my can't question. cancel the trial like tell the attorney general. Not to, or whatever. Yeah, called. it's supposed to get in in suspension for uh, until um, she comes out of this. But the thing is that she's been trying to attack the uh, attor- the uh, the uh, DAs that are pro- prosecuting her for years. So if she go gets into power, I mean that's done. 
she's never gonna yeah they're gonna clean her out you know so wait yeah. so you think that if she gets elected then she's gonna lose she's they're gonna come after her and she's gonna go back to prison no 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 not at all I oh, think, okay I, I, I think that'll that go away she gets elected that'll, that'll go ah, away. it's done meaning it's it'll why, go away i got she has to win in one way perhaps Ooh, that's pressure it doesn't look like she's going to, though. I mean, in the uh, at the end of the first round, people said like, "Okay, no one, nobody knows Castillo," but um, so she's going to win because all the other right wing parties are going to go with her. Yeah, it's but the, the Jeb Bush that, theory. Yeah, but people hate so Jeb Bush. <laughs> people hate this woman so much. I mean, oh. and uh, that they are willing to vote uh, for anyone. I mean, they, some people say like it's either her or the abyss. And people say, okay, I'd rather jump into the abyss. Oh, the abyss. The abyss. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a river. I was thinking. <laughs> I no, read no. that uh, 63% in a recent poll, 63% of Peruvians say they would absolutely under no circumstances vote for her. Yeah. It, Even under the, the threat of communism. Even under the threat of communism. Wow. And I, I really understand it, though. Because... The thing is that she's, she can't guarantee anything because she would say like, okay, I'll be um, the guardian of democracy. It's like, come on. For real? Yeah, exactly. She, her, she's from a dictator. And also she was, I read that from 1994, her father was 1990 to 2000, 94 mm-hmm. to 2000. It said she was first lady of Peru, yeah. which is in America. You can only be first lady if you're married to the president. Well, Ivanka kind of was. In a way, but not so, officially. Yeah. She <laughs> not was officially no. first lady. Yeah. Was it that her parents got divorced, or what happened? No, it's just a, like the typical situation where your father is a dictator and he electrocutes your mother. He electrocutes your mother. He had a mother killed. That's what yeah. happened. That's what happened. Basically, electrocute like killed, or just like you know, give no, her no, a like good kinky. Uh, just get a little kinky. Minor right p's and q's. Tell her to just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just like um, yeah. So they so both- they tortured her she still denies that but it is well known basically what happened is that (laughs) after a few years of their being in power the uh, the wife of fujimori started noticing things and and started being outspoken because some relatives of fujimori stole a whole bunch of donations from japan and there was that was like the first scandal in those days and she knew and she knew that this was all like um organized crime operation so um so she started being vocal about it so they shut it up and at some point, they they gave her electroshock therapy, and uh, because of that, I mean, if said, you're gonna be a mob wife, you gotta keep your mouth shut. Like you gotta learn. Carmela to keep Soprano your mouth shut. didn't get electroshock therapy. Exactly. That's that's kind of what happened. And so he um tell he, it um, to the priest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta find a, a gay priest guy. You can take the best. Exactly. Right? Everybody yeah. knows exactly. that. Yeah. Well, he sent her away, and and Keiko, um, she was 19, I think. She stepped up as the first lady, and she says until this day that her mom supported her, and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think well, she had a choice. Yeah, and, uh, she's shaking, literally yeah, shaking, yeah. walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, her mother actually even ran uh, for Congress with another party in the following years. Hmm. And Keiko, at the time, she was 19 years old. She was like a sophomore at Stony Brook University. Oh, Kat. really? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you meet this girl at a party, and you're like... It, wait, is that that make is that girl easy? You think in eighteen, if her dad's electrocuting her mom back in the homeland, or no? I would say that's yeah. You come from a broken home, broken home theory, yes, yeah. for sure. And then she ended yeah, she up went, marrying a guy. She yeah, met, yeah, she, she moved to New York there. City and married a guy. Yeah, yeah, we paid for that. We paid for that wedding, and we paid for the, <laughs> for that those that tuition bills, those tuition bills as well. And can I ask this? Why? What? What's the connection between? 
Japan and Peru. Like, why is there a Japanese community in Peru? That seems odd to us. Or I just never yeah. knew anything about that. There's a big Japanese community here. There's the bigger one even in Brazil. Those are the two biggest uh, Japanese uh, communities in South America. Basically, we are we Lima is a port city, so we have a lot of migration. Now we have uh, Chinese Peruvian, Japanese Peruvian. I mean, we have a lot of people in from different places. And Japanese is just one of the big colonies that stayed here for years. And it's just like like one of those guys becoming president was just a coincidence, you know. But um, I mean, it just seems so far away that it doesn't seem like Japan to Peru is a direct route. We get on a boat. I read that there was like two waves. The first wave was in the 1890s. A lot of Japanese came to Peru. And then 1941, they said, which is. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Right. When um, they kind of escaped to Peru, maybe. Right. I don't know. I don't know exactly um, if that was the case, but um, yeah, we, Wikipedia. I'm, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all, two it's waves. You get in a boat, and if it goes one way, we, but got. we have a whole bunch of uh, um, uh, waves of migration. I mean, right now in Peru, from the last um, four years, we have a lot of like over a million people from Venezuela. We never used to have people from Venezuela here. Well, okay. that's the future. Your country could be sending people other places if you got someone who admires Venezuela. Well, I mean, we have we have like three million Peruvians living abroad as well. Oh, right. Yeah, we sent we sent our share of Peruvians through the world. And um, what's the? Uh, I read about this food. Is it Nikkei cuisine or something? Or oh, yeah. it's a it's a Japanese Peruvian mix. Oh, yeah, it's very good. Sounds it's amazing. Good. It's very good. It's basically since we do we both have like um, we both cook with raw fish. And uh, we hope we have a big uh, uh, cuisine here in Peru that it's built on uh, seafood. Basically, that's joining those two together. And yeah, it's, it, it is very good. It's a whole Nikkei is the next generation of um, Peruvians and Japanese. So it's, it's people who are born in Peru and have like uh, uh, Japanese grandparents or parents. Yes. They, they call them, themselves Nikkei. So okay. that's Nikkei food. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do they good. all they they support her or is it no like no. no they don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, not specifically. The thing is, Keiko has a lot of support in the right wing and conservatives and people who are really out of touch uh, with the reality of the country. Because right now, what you see in the streets is are the, people are buying banners uh, in the street, like electric banners that just they say, um, "This is Peru against communism." Don't. Uh, um, if you work hard, you'll get ahead. Uh, stuff like that, you know, like uh, liberal mantras <laughs> that don't actually mean nothing. And they say, like, um, this is Peru against communism. But it, I mean, it's like 40 percent of the people are voting for these guys. So, yeah. So you're telling them they're not Peruvian, you know, and it's and it's usually like, um, yeah, they're, they're sending out the wrong message. And I think that's they're preaching to the choir, basically. And so when they, is the election? Uh, June 6th. June like 6th. Okay. A little bit over a month. Well, mm-hmm. I looked up the, the, the brother because you said, I thought Stony Brook was so random and the brother actually went to Kansas State. To me, that's even more random, but <laughs> how do they pick these American colleges? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you think I they mean, would get the them? Normally you go to like Harvard or something. Yeah, or like UCLA or something. I don't know. The child's a dictator. You go to Harvard. <laughs> the brother of Keiko, Kenji, is really stupid. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Kansas State. Like, to Kansas State. Couldn't yeah. even get into Kansas. Well, of that Kansas University. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's really dumb. So, yeah, I don't think he's... I mean, 
I don't. Yeah. Some people even think that at some point they would even tease him as he if he had some kind of uh, mental issue. So he's the Eric oh, Trump wow. in this scenario, and she's the okay. No, I think he's the ban- the a Baron, the Baron <laughs> Trump. If he has a mental issue. <laughs> So, yeah, okay. So on one side, you got her. her. Yeah. And uh-huh. what I, what I find very interesting is both on both sides, they want to, they're going to pardon someone if they win. Yes. For got her, it. it's her father. And then for Castillo, mm-hmm. I read it's, he has some friend or someone in his party who is in prison for 19 years because he, he took over a police station and murdered four police officers. Yeah, he happens to be the brother of our former president, Ollanta Humala, which was president, <laughs> who was president from 2011 until 2016. Oh and he did <laughs> His brother election. took over a police station <laughs> and murdered cops. Oh, and yeah. Casti- why is Something Castillo like going to pardon him? I don't think he is, though. The thing is that um, uh, it's, when, when this guy that became president in 2011 won, they were saying all the things that they are saying about Castillo now, that he was with Venezuela, he was with Chavez, he was a left-wing um, communist, and all of that. And he ended up being just like any other right-wing president, okay? But his brother came up with, from the uh, the same, he was, they were educated together, and they were these revolutionaries. So one of them became president, the other one just formed a small uh, army, and in New Year's Eve, at some point, he took over like a um, police station in a small town very far away with like 10 people. And he killed like three police officers. And they had like, yeah. In, um, just a New Year's Eve party? They just got a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> get drunk. Like and, and he got sent to jail. And he's been in jail for a while. But he, he, he's, he has a strong political voice, basically, because um, he, he represents all of that like, um, they call they call it. Um, it's it's very weird because there's an ethnic component to all of this, and they call it like they they want to give Peru back to the true Peruvians, which are dark skinned Peruvians, and so yeah, it's indigenous. Kind of, is that the idea? Yeah, something like that. But it's kind yeah. of Nazi thinking because it's not only like uh, there's a whole bunch of diversity in Peru when it comes to um, indigenous people as well. So there's not like one people. Yes, yeah. I read that um, Castillo calls himself. Oh man, it's it's some term. It's that I can't find it here, but it's the Amauta? term you're talking about. Where it's a, a national, an ethno nationalist, something like that. They say and it's in funny because for the right wing, Castillo looks like oh this guy from the Andes, okay? But Castillo is from the town, from a town in the Andes called Cajamarca, and he would dress up like with um. The hat <laughs> of the guys who ride horses. Like the rancher hat. He's got the yeah, yeah. like a rancher hat. <laughs> and he likes um he likes bullfighting and he likes um and he's and he's religious but not like uh, like with uh, evangelical. So he's basically like the product of colonialism, but just not white colonialism. Right. You That's know? the he's, tricky part. <laughs> ah I mean who were the so, colonialists? Well, so colonialism. much of this whole thing. I mean, Kaplan and I were talking before we went into there. So much of it is hard to wrap your head around in, as if being as someone from the United States because oh, yeah. no one fits into the box that we're used to. We're used to the box being like Bernie Sanders. He's possibly a, he's a socialist, right? But he also that also means that he thinks that should you should be able to have an abortion if you want to and right. gay rights and all that stuff. And but this guy's a socialist, but is against gay rights, is against abortion. He's an old school communist. I mean, as this we guy said last week, do, 
He's a Che Guevara type communist. He hates gay people. Um, yeah. This guy and, doesn't do his pronouns in his in his Twitter bio. I don't. Yeah, think. there's not- <laughs> there's there's university. I think we read a thing from Smith College in America, which is a very liberal university, and they're very upset at him for his gender normative. Uh, way of thinking and it's like well first of all he's a farmer in like rural peru i don't think he's gonna be you can't expect him to be like highly educated on pronouns and care no and actually we don't do that here because uh it's funny the pronoun thing because in 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 peru that battle is is being fought on another on another ground basically we don't we don't assign um uh gender to articles in spanish yes we assign them to yeah so so it's it's funny. What they do here is they change the letter O, which is usually masculine. A is feminine. Yeah. So they change it for an E. So instead of todos, which is all of us, but in masculine, or yeah. todas, which is all of all of us in feminine, they say todes, which is really? undefined. What about X? They don't do X? Yeah, in America, they, they, they do an X. X. Latin yes. X. In the United <laughs> oh, States. No, that, Latin, that Latin X is one of the funniest things I've ever Latinks. <laughs> the thing is that you guys got to understand that when in the U.S., when some people, when they talk about Latino culture, it's, it's the, they're talking excuse about me, the Excuse Latinos me, excuse me, excuse me. X culture. Yes. Don't yeah. get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> when they, it's just like when they, when they say that is, um, <laughs> they're talking about the, 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 the Latin X or Latinos that live in the U.S. Of because course. It has nothing to do with us. Of course, like, of course, yeah. of course we know that, but that's not, doesn't make them feel good. Smith well, College them, does not know that. What makes Smith that. College feel good is to tell you how you're supposed to talk in your language. I know. Yeah. I know. And she's in a real pickle, the Smith College person, because it's like she's going to support the, there's a female running, right? Glass ceiling and all that. But she, the female's a right wing dictator <laughs> sympathizer. <laughs> And then you got and this guy. He's Japanese. a socialist, which we like, and he's. Uh, but he's talking in gender normative uh, terms, so I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> the thing is that, yeah, and, and the thing with Castillo is that we, that is right now he's pretty undefined. Uh, that's that's how I feel about him, for example, because I feel, until a few weeks ago it was like, okay, this guy's a communist, and I hate Fujimori, but I don't want to live in the communist regime. Yeah. So what am I going to do, right? So at this point, the thing is that Castillo has given a few interviews because he's running away from the main press. He, he gives interviews to like media from outside Lima because yes. he's 20% um, in the polls. Keiko is 20. Actually, Keiko's not second in the polls. Um, uh, how do you call it? Like the white vote or n- not voting? Like is writing that, in? You cannot vote. You mean like yeah. you can you choose can to go vote. And, and, and write whatever you want. Because you have to vote, we discussed last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's second in the polls. Right now, you got Castillo with 40, no one with 26, and Keiko with 21. Something wow. Like no Why don't they go one. with no one? You can't impeach no one. Yes. <laughs> like no one president. That's the best chance. It's like the, it's like the Oscars, Kaplan. Yeah. The uh-huh. inanimate rod is. There's no host. There's no host, exactly. You should get yeah, Kevin Hart to run. <laughs> Kevin Hart should be no one. <laughs> Kevin Hart could run. Yeah. So <laughs> how did we get here? Is it, does the economy have, I mean, how did we get here in the sense that the only two options are so far out to either side? Yeah. Is it because the economy's bad and this is a reaction no, against actually, the economy has been like better than ever for the last 30 years. Okay. Oh. Better than ever. The thing is that we have so much corruption here and the political um, the environment has degraded so much that you have, Many people have have made a lot of money, 
but some people have made none. So basically, the thing is that when they when these people say like we're gonna be like Venezuela, there's a lot of people in Peru that already live like in Venezuela. Mm. So for them, it's like you we're gonna we, you're gonna lose everything that you we've gained. It's like I've gained nothing, man. You don't have anything. So, yeah, lose. and the thing is that for years, every time like a center party came out, they would call him left wing. It's like if you had like a socialist, a guy that said like maybe we should just like try to give people a little bit more. This is like, oh, so you were a communist. Oh, they do that. So, yeah. 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 Basically through everything, which is uh, left from the far right is seen as the far left. And and it is not. So it's like um, the boy who cried wolf, basically. Yes. Uh, eventually, if you, do, if you don't give in, because at, at the last, the last time we spoke, I told you there was the candidate in the, on the first round, which was like Trump. And it's like the answer of our right wing is like people demand a little that you move a little bit to the center. So they pushed a guy that which who is like Trump. It's like that was that Rafael Lopez. Is that who that was? Into the fire, you know? Yes. And um, yeah, there's a lot of people that make, I don't know, three hundred dollars a month. Uh, they can't barely leave now in, with the pandemic. I mean, they've lost everything. We have like uh, Lima has uh, almost 10 million people out of 30 out of work after the pandemic. So, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. So the thing is that this guy says uh, on one side, you got Keiko with this TV spot saying, like, we don't we we don't want communism. We don't want to lose it all. You're going to risk everything. It's Peru against communism. And then this other guy just throws like um, an, an ad with some poor people working and a poem a very beautiful poem in the end and says like, these are the nobodies, nobodies. And they're not even worth the, the value of the bullet that kills them when they defend what's their own, you know, things like that. that are, so the, you got one guy selling hope and okay. one and another and the other one. To certain hope. people. So yeah. basically people go with hope. But do you think wow. like, cause he's talked about like natural nationalizing, like the natural yeah, what's gas he gonna do? and research and copper. And is that something yeah. he could actually accomplish though? Or it, you know, without having, I mean, not really, because uh, he 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 would have. To, uh, there's not many ways he can do that. He would have to have the the support from com- Congress, which he doesn't. Uh, or another way would be that he would have the support from the military, which he doesn't have either. So, um, and he, and he, so he has 30 a, seats in Congress out of 130, and he has no yeah. military support. And he, he doesn't even have the support of the people. That could also help, you know, like when we overthrew uh, Merino, which was that that president that lasted a week, he came up and he didn't he had he had the military. He had some of the media, but he didn't have the people. So just people came out and he lasted a week. You need the military. This guy's going to last like 20 minutes, probably. And also he's already saying that he's not going to do all those things. So it's like, no, no, no. Whoever made it. A, a company build a company from scratch i'm not going to take that from you i'm not going to touch anything if the people doesn't don't want to change the constitution i won't change the constitution oh. so he's so he's walked right back now. some of the things that have been used to attack him basically yeah yeah and and he would attribute them to to serron which is like the ideal is serron is like the steve bannon of the, the whole thing right the backup you know? like the, the bannon, background bannon for trump serron is for is is for uh, castillo but is serron going to make him do these things though is he really in charge or this guy is independent enough that he can can he fire serron 
Yeah. I mean, Serron doesn't even have a, a place there. I mean, he's not running for anything. He's just the guy who created the party that's giving him the Congress. Yeah. The Congress. So in, in practice, I mean, in, in reality, he doesn't have any power. So hmm. if you had to bet, um, where would you make it like a 50-50 bet? We, we say over under in America, but like th six months. Do you think he'll last more than six months as president? I really don't know because, I mean, what the only thing I've learned in this country is that we are absolutely unpredictable. But uh, um, but the thing is that that's I think that would that, that would be one of the best case scenarios. Six months would be good. Six months would be good. Some peace and quiet. Without <laughs> or maybe he just like um, he just calls some other people and moderates himself a little bit. And we have another government that feels like they disappoint the masses that have elected them, which puts us in another dangerous situation five years from now. Do you think <laughs> which, there's a... Which is, that's what, what's been happening for the last 20 years, basically. Do you think there's a connection between the extremism happening in Peru right now with either super left or super right, and then the same extremism that happening... Like so many of these interviews we do, we talk to people that have similar things in their countries. Yeah, I the do. World, the world's having a moment where it's I extremism do. I believe. I believe that, uh, well, in Peru, we've had extremists uh, a lot of times before in history, but I think that that happens now everywhere because uh, I think the, the, the way we see politics now through social media has uh, exacerbated polarization very much and has given people that don't understand politics the possibility of standing in one, of the, uh, in one team or the other so you got a lot of people that really defend some principles that they don't really understand. So I think social media has bumped, uh, give up, boosted um, uh, sectorism or tribalism in a way that, well, politics is the, 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 the most notorious phase of it, but you have it in mostly anything else. Whatever you discuss in social media gets immediately polarized. So I believe that extre extreme um discourses um, really get the attention of people because if you want to go towards the middle, you got to think a little bit further. Mm. Yeah. And right? the middle is not too exciting for sure. No, because you're in yeah. constant in, uh, I mean, like me right now, I, I'm trying to be in the middle. Someday I hate Fujimori more. Sometimes I fear Pedro Castillo. I don't know what to do yet. So yeah. um, you're all middle. Yeah. Well, it's true. The no, middle doesn't hard. get clicks, right? No. The, uh, the YouTube algorithm does not promote, uh, like rational thought, it promotes crazy because that's what is more exciting yeah. to watch, and then that's what people see. Ay, ay, ay. And it goes, it communicates faster. Yeah. Right. And because if, if you can, you can get polarized with a 15 second clip, but if you really want to understand something, sometimes you got to watch like a two and a half hour podcast or something like that yeah. to really get, you know. The grasp of things. You got to listen to the uh, El Podcast de Jaime Ferraro if you want to really learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you told us this was coming. You said last time that there was a couple left wing candidates that were like far left that were people were most likely to be elected. So we, this is, yeah, you, you've got your finger on the pulse. Here's my last question. Uh, a little bit. Uh, last question out of me is last time we had talked, they had said that by April 1st, you know, all these laws were the, the laws that we've talked about in the past, that if you 
um, are convicted of a crime. If you're guilty of a crime, but you're currently in public office, then you can't go to prison. So a lot of criminals will run for public office so to try to escape jail time. But you told us last time that on April 1st, that law would change. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it, did that did. change and did it have any, has it had any effect so far? Well, they did change it. Uh, the thing is that um, it, they've made it a little bit harder. They, you can still be protected by Congress, but Congress has a little bit more of power to kick you out and send you to be uh, convicted. Now, if you get convicted, then Congress has to give you away. But you have to be convicted in like the last instance. I mean, but you can go like first instance, you can appeal, you go to the second, you know, and to the third. It takes a long so time. You, yeah, it takes a long time. So, so there's no immediate people just going to prison in the last two weeks, three weeks. No, no. Yeah. And, what, and we're changing. Uh, we're changing for another Congress in July 28, because when we change the president, we also change Congress. And that's already set. Because that, that gets sorted out in the first round. How of many that. of them are, are going to go to jail now with the, who are elected? Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. I <laughs> mean, it, was 61, it was 61 last time, last Congress. Did you yeah, beat that? I don't know exactly how many now, but uh, <laughs> I mean, all, all the all the parties. Even They should the, just send them to like a one jail. Do they all go to the same jail? They hang out? It's <laughs> it should like be a, a reality show. <laughs> it's a real, exactly. It's like an yeah. island. Alcatraz for convicted politicians, and they have tombs. It's like in the in the the Crips and the Bloods. You have the two parties or different parties break off at the gym at the Peru. They go stab each other at lunch. (laughs) Exactly, the new odds. We should should have them fight each other. It's like okay, there's too many of you. We can only deal with six or five. So rest of you had got to kill each other and just sort it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy, uh that's it, everybody. That's the podcast. Hi, mate. Thank you so much. Sounds like you're undecided. It sounds like a lot of people, unless I don't want to put words in your mouth, but with the two choices yeah. here. I mean, I, I haven't made a choice yet. It's pretty I mean, I don't see myself voting for Fujimori ever. No. Nobody sounds good. So either it's Castillo or you do the nobody vote. Do you do that? Is that probably. an option? That's probably what I'm gonna do, but I, I don't really know. I mean uh, I just I I, I want to wait because we got two months and a lot of things can happen. So access Hollywood tapes easy, coming yeah, up. Yeah, the thing is that this is not an easy situation, and I believe that people are making choices very fast. And I I, I don't see I don't see how. Do you think anything that can happen? Like, are there different areas of the country that could flip or there that could change this, or it's pretty set? We're marching towards. I think it's pretty set. Yeah. I think it's pretty set because Castillo is beating Keiko in mostly every demographic. Mm. Well, I guess so, ideally. I mean, if he has if he has to win, but it, he walks back a lot of these like super far communist ideas of taking seventy percent of everyone's money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then if he if he keeps away from the money, people are just gonna forget about it. That's yeah. what people care in the end. Let it go, school That's teacher, and he's ahead of the union teacher. Captain likes that. The teacher. I do not like that at all. Speaking of, can I tell you one last thing? Is my kid randomly this week wrote a paper on Peru for school? They learned about it. And he had to decide where he'd want to live. And he said the highlands are great in Peru. Do you, do you, there's a, he said the coastal, the highlands, and the rainforest, those are their choices. And you know why he picked the highlands? You want, I want you to tell me if this is true or not. He said that it's super cold in the morning and super hot uh-huh. at night. So you're going to snow and, and you go to the beach the same day. Is that true or is that fake news they taught him? <laughs> yeah, it's fake news. I mean, you, have, you can go to the beach. I mean, I, I live like uh, eight, 10 blocks <laughs> away from the beach. Fake. By the way, Kaplan once a week brings up something his kid learned at school, and it's always wrong. That's why, that's we why always, I no, I mean, it there's a, there's a, there's maybe one place in Peru where you can go to the mountain and you can go to the beach, 
But yeah, I don't know if uh, it's not that easy. Maybe he though. didn't say the beach. He maybe he meant beach weather. It can get really cold in the oh. morning and then it gets oh, really yeah. hot in the day. And he thought that was cool. That's what it was. So there, yeah, yeah, real yeah. news. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's the true. Highlands. It is the very rare. They teach Peru here in America, so you should be happy. Yeah, Highlander uh, was a Peru, good show. Peru has yeah. um Peru has fourteen different climates. Whoa! So, yeah. They learned. Yeah. And, and the rainforest whole, is more than 50% of the country, Turner. I know you didn't know they had something like that. At one point. So right that's now, what I learned. Example, and <laughs> right now, I'm in Eddie. Lima. I live like 10 blocks away from the ocean. And it's um, this is this is supposed to be autumn, the beginning of our winter. And right now we are at like, um, let's see, 70 degrees. Wow. Beautiful. We should be doing yep. there. What was that, 20, 20 Celsius? Yep. 20 Celsius and uh, Wait, not um, bragging, not bragging, just saying. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it, and it goes like in the winter, it goes down to 13 Celsius, which is uh, let's that's see. like uh, 55, 55 Some, yeah. something like we that. We have to decide when we're coming for our, our live pod since we're going to go to number one again. When we get three number ones, we got to commit live pod Lima, and but we're not yeah. giving 70% of it to this guy, Castillo. No, we worked hard for our company. Yeah, we're not giving 70% of the ticket revenue to our Castillo. Our Patreon money, we're not giving them that. Our NFT, none of it. None of the NFT. That's it, Cap. That's the podcast. Jaime, thank you so much for doing it. Everybody check out El Podcast de Jaime Ferraro. Uh, it's in Spanish. It's a great show. And Cap, that's it. What should we do? Well, you just got smart. Let's get lost. Get lost. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.